podcast 165. <clears throat> Love them, leave them. Yeah. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. How do I sound? Gorgeous. Super right. hot. Okay. Excellent. Well, we are recording. Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts today, and today I'm joined by Gary Schaller. I am joining Ken Mills together from his constituent pieces. We are conjoined with a K. Yes. <laughs> Everything with a K. Ken used to be spelled C-E-N, but he changed it to K-E-N legally so that uh, because he's such a big KISS fan. That is how much of a KISS fan I am. No, that is... Uh, Revisionist history. Mm-hmm. Not true. Todd history. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there's such a thing as kiss colonoscopies. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the super ultra elite meet and greet package. Yeah, now that's intimate. That's very, very, very intimate. Yeah, they, actually, you, you have to go in through the back door to get that. Ah, 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 ah. I, you know, I heard about the back door, but I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Now that is going where no band's gone before, right? Condoms, coffins, and colonoscopies. And then you would cough. That's another K. Turn left and cough. That's an 80s gene lyric that never got used right there. (laughs) She makes me turn my head and cough. Woo, yeah! Doctor! (laughs) And then Paul would do one of those, woo, yeah! Right, yeah, just, he'd be analyzed, right? He'd have yeah. to get on the song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, jump in. Like Gene could yeah. say, I'm eating peanut butter. Whoa, yeah! I pledge allegiance to the prostate! <laughs> of rock and roll. Yeah, that's terrible. Ugh. It's been a great week here on the podcast feed. We hope you checked out the February edition of The Kiss Room with The Matt Porter. It was excellent with the Kiss Room House Band. And, of course, we had a bonus episode of Harem, which is a show that focuses mostly on hair metal and the cool rock of the 80s and stuff like that. And Mark Slaughter called in, and we put that in the feed, and that's hosted by Bobby Dreher and Matt Porter. So check that out today on the show. Big doings in the world of KISS. KISS, the end of the road. It's happening. Here we are. There's been some great podcasts about uh, everything that's going on. Julian Gill and everybody uh, doing all all the great work over at KISS FAQ, Podcast Rock City, Matt Porter, The KISS Room. So many people, I can't mention them all. But, man, this is a great time for KISS podcasting. There's a lot of great shows out there. KISS My Wax. There's, There's so many. I can't name them all. You know who you are. Tag yourself in this and give a give yourself a shout out. The Kiss End of the Road Tour is happening. Here we are. And it is exciting. I'm going to see them in Arkansas. I'm at least seeing them this one time. And you're you're seeing them when? Uh, I'm seeing them actually tomorrow night, but by the time people hear this, I will hopefully have seen them already. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night and then again in September they come back around uh to my area. So I'm but Stoked not tomorrow that. and tonight. It, it's not tomorrow and tonight. No. Yeah. But as the time no. of this recording, it would be tomorrow. You're seeing Kiss, and there's something very special about this one. I am taking my whole family. I am. My wife and I are going, and we are bringing my kids. That is amazing. And I've never. I don't talk about them on podcast, and um, 
I like to keep my my family life kind of private, but you know, it's it feels pretty relevant to say that I'm bringing my my kids to see Kiss for the first time and, and probably the last time, right? And uh, you know, they grew up seeing Kiss and hearing Kiss, and it was just part of the background of their lives. Uh, and I'm I'm so excited to share it with them. This is kind of like when a father would take his son to see the Yankees or something, right? He kid might not necessarily be into baseball, but rite of passage. Yeah, the dad wants to show him this thing that he enjoyed all his life. So it's it's cool that you get to to share that with your kids. And yeah, I mean, my kids are <laughs> I don't know. My kids have a good sense of humor about a lot of things, and uh, back around Halloween, we watched Phantom of the Park. They'd never seen Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I told them a little bit of the, the history of that movie and prepped them a little bit for what they were going to see. And uh, after it was done, I mean, they, they enjoyed it. We all laughed a lot because it's Phantom of the Park. Um, and after it was done, I asked, you know, what do you think? And, and my younger kid said, it's less a movie. It's more an accident that was filmed. Well, that's pretty darn accurate yeah yeah no for sure and um i mean they're look i think they're looking forward to it though because uh actually i the other day i was we were just getting ready in the morning and uh my older kid was singing you know and i'm like wait what is that and it was the detroit rock city guitar solo sounds like a brazil stadium whoa yeah oh yeah I love when fans do that. They sing the guitar solo. That's, That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. South yeah. American Kiss fans. I mean, all the concerts that I see on Palladia or uh, Access TV from, from down in South America, those fans are rabid about everything, right? People get mean about that, right? Like people – you see sometimes online discussions about you know when Kiss was – at a lower point in their career in terms of American concert sales. Right. And, and, you know, they were consistently selling, you know, great numbers in, in South America or Japan, you know, like they're, they're selling out multiple nights of Budokan, but you know, they can't play the garden and people are really kind of dismissive in what feels almost like a nationalist or racist way. Uh, say, well, you know, that's easy. You know, anyone could play Budokan. And I'm like, no, that doesn't sound accurate. You know, if Kiss are playing Maracana in Brazil or something, it's because they're a loved and popular band. American audiences could be more fickle, but I think internationally people maybe appreciate it more. I can tell that you're a Kiss nerd because you know how to pronounce that word. Oh, Kiss New Brazil. I don't know. Isn't that what Maracana. they say? Maracana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do this thing called "Do you know how I can tell you're a kiss nerd?" Sometime that should be a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Where we just it's like go a back Foxworthy, and forth. yeah, right, right. Or it could be like in the forty year old virgin. Yep, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that scene. It's great. You know, I'm excited that you're going to get to see it through their eyes. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm excited about because I remember my uncle took me to see yeah. Kiss, and there was a joy he got out of it. Right. And well, this is your uncle who who told you about them for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, he's no longer with us, but I'm going to see Kiss with my stepkids and Linda and Christine, the Button Queen, and it's, it's, awesome. it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of Have fun. your stepkids seen Kiss yet? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. 
Do you do you have a number of how many times you've seen them? No. Yeah. No. I'm I'm not good at that stuff. I, I don't remember people's birthdays. I don't remember how old people are. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I, I have a crush on Nina Hartley. Those those who know who she is know who she is. And it doesn't matter how old she gets, she's she's always gonna be Nina Hartley to me, right? Is she MTV? No. Uh, um, uh, adult films. Oh, shit. Oh. You know, those things are not mutually exclusive. Hang on. Just doing a little bit of Google search. Are you looking her up? She's a beautiful woman. Yes, she is. We can edit that out, right? No. You know, it's kind of like Betty Page or Marilyn Monroe. There's just, uh, you know... Uh, just because, you know, when you start counting things, sometimes you realize how time has passed. But if you stay young forever. Oh, yeah. So, like, I never really pay attention to, like, dates and stuff like that. Like, I used to have a bunch of ticket stubs. Believe it or not, I had a friend steal a bunch of my ticket stubs. That really pissed me off. That's not cool. Yeah, and I don't know who it was, but. Because those are, that's not something that you can so easily just buy again and it's your ticket stub yeah yeah boo that sucks uh may it bring you happiness no for sure there's something special about um souvenirs like that that are so one of a kind and um uh i am loving the fact that uh our friend julian at kissfac is doing like uh i was there buttons Mm -hmm. yes you know that are specific to different concerts right it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So today I'd like to read a couple reviews with you and kind of go over them. And because some of these are from people that uh, aren't really Kiss Army people, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these are written by people that frankly don't like Kiss. And then later in the show, we're going to do a two-minute egg timer <laughs> where we talk about Kiss current events, and we'll we'll explain why we're bringing an egg timer into it later. But Mm-hmm. Are you ready to check out a couple reviews? I am ready. All right. First things first. Kiss keeps the spectacle level high with end of the road stop at Spokane Arena. This is from Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. It is written by Stephanie Hammett. And there's some cool pictures of Kiss exploding and doing that. And she writes... Lights, lasers, floating drum kits, pyrotechnics, fire breathing, blood spitting, guitar smashing, and a whole lot of fan appreciation. Kiss's farewell to Spokane will not soon be forgotten. Show opener David Garibaldi kicked off the evening with a little performance art, painting three full-size portraits in the space of 15 minutes. The mesmerized crowd watched as Garibaldi carved the faces of several rock icons out of a central black canvas. Conducting the backup music with an assortment of paintbrushes, it took some time for Freddie Mercury, Jimi Hendrix, to be recognized and to actually materialize on the canvas. But as soon as Garibaldi slashed the beginning of Eric Singer's Catman into the last canvas, it was clear what would follow. Gene Simmons' Demon, Paul Stanley's Star Child, and Tommy Thayer's Spaceman quickly joined before Garibaldi tore a section of fabric from the bottom of the canvas, which revealed Spokane in words, in bold white kiss lettering. 
a small tribute attached to this new piece of history was loudly appreciated. Now, the weird thing about this, this is stepping away from the article, you know, everyone's talked about what a bad idea this was to have David Garibaldi there. But to be honest with you, I'd almost uh, rather see this than listen to someone like Econoline Crush. I I uh, could not agree more. And, and, you know, we're not poking fun at uh, any band or bands in particular. But here's here's the thing about the David Garibaldi thing, if I may, just for a second. Um, for me, this goes back to the, the, the pure essence of becoming a KISS fan as a child mm-hmm. uh, when I did not have any preconceived notions about what is rock and roll and what's not rock and roll, mm-hmm. right? So again, buying the Gene Simmons album, buying Destroyer, hearing this diversity of sounds and um, and, and not, not knowing that there was this like unofficial rule book about what's cool and what's not. Uh, and for me, um, KISS are as much like a performance art thing as they are a rock and roll band. So having the art aspect of this, I mean, for such a visual band where painting is uh, like almost a hundred percent of their identity, right? Having a performance artist who paints to music uh, open the show to me makes more sense uh, than just another rock band. So um, I understand, of course, why people don't like the idea. Mm-hmm. And I understand that it is not cool according to the rule book of rock and roll, but I actually really don't care about that book, and I'm looking forward to seeing this painter. See, I'd almost rather at this point see 15 minutes of something as opposed to 40 minutes of something I'm not interested in, right? Right, yeah. And yeah. I find it interesting that this this person wrote this article – that there was more talk about the opening act than you would have got if it would have been and nothing against econoline crush i just never went and bought their stuff mm-hmm. you know i'm not cracking on them but i just remember the whole time Ugh, could they just you know hurry up uh you know there's some bands that have been fantastic that have opened for kiss cheap trick acdc you know judas priest it goes on and on and on but when you're not lucky enough to get a cheap trick, Judas Priest or something like that, 15 minutes with a painter is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's only a fi- it's like a 15 minute thing. That's what it's saying. Even if it was, you know, 20, 30 or 40 minutes to make three convincing giant paintings of of celebrities. I mean, I know you're a you're an artist. You're a graphic right. I'm uh, very artist. impressed by this guy, but I'll say this much: he's also doing a lot of work with charity, and he's using yeah. this to raise money for charity. So, I, again, another good reason to check it out. So, as with all things and all opinions, mileage will vary. So, whether you dig it or not, I'm gonna have a good time watching a guy paint for 15 minutes instead of some band that I can't understand what they're singing about. I have no interest in them, you know. Now, if this would have been, oh, Bruce Kulick or Ace Fraley's band, but that's a whole other episode. So we'll get back to that. So back to the article. A massive black banner emblazoned with the Kiss insignia covered the stage. The arena crackled with anticipation as cheers broke out at every hint of activity behind the curtain. 
Sinister rumblings and ethereal red lights filled the arena. Then, with All Right Spokane, You Wanted the Best, the curtain fell away to the opening notes of Detroit Rock City, revealing Stanley, Simmons, and Thayer descending from above on three suspended platforms and a singer upstage on a dais backed by a half pyramid out of which lasers, sparks, and fire streams flew. Sounds exciting. Yeah, I want to see that band. Yeah. Lights ricocheted off Thayer's spacesuit at angles and up into the rafters. And, you know, all, all the people that are complaining about uh, how weird Tommy's outfit looked. It, it looks good live, so. Yeah. It was, it's cool to see these things moving. And while Stanley's eye-catching guitar rhinestone for the guards sparkled continuously. By the way, did you notice that there are... Uh, there is purple in Paul's costume. You have to get really close, but... No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I saw a meet and greet, and uh, there was a picture of up close, and you could actually see the purple in his costume. So it's neat to see some colors come back. And I got to say, I, I, I listened recently, or watched recently, uh, an interview with them, one of the many that they did when they announced the tour. I love mm-hmm. hearing them talk about uh, designing the costumes together. This is the, again, this art aspect of Kiss that I think gets overlooked by everybody at this point. And, or folks who just dismiss them as going through the motions or no longer being creative. That's, that's a bit oversimplifying it. Mm-hmm. Back to the article. The pyrotechnics were immediate, extreme, and expertly timed, seamlessly creating a percussive extension of Singer's drum kit. Quote, Kiss doesn't know how to fade away. We just need to go away and explode. So this is going to be a supernova, Stanley had explained just before the tour in a Build Series interview. From start to finish, the much too recently inducted Rock and Roll Hall of Famers proved that they could still command a crowd and bang out their bar-setting show of shows. Paul shouted, The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hates Kiss, but they had to listen to you. Stanley shouted over cheers and applause. That's cool. The crowd enthusiastically sang along through the next few songs, but emphatically lost it when Simmons breathed fire at the end of War Machine. Now, as a uh, stepping away from the article for a second, you know, the set list, we've all seen what it is, and there are people who are tired of War Machine. But you see how that works for this? And it could have been any other Kiss song, but but this it's interesting to see how this, I'm going to say, non-fan or casual fan is uh, kind of reporting on it. I mean, we're assuming that, right? I, I, that that this is a a casual fan, this reporter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know how you know that it's probably a casual fan? How? Because of how damn thorough uh, it is, right? Yeah. Plus, she hasn't typed "kiss rocks" yet. <laughs> right. So she's not complaining yet. back to the article in true Simmons style the legendary tongue made many appearances the odd choice to show his initial blood spitting routine and what appeared to be black and white on big screens made him look like one of the Yurakai from the Lord of the Rings I apologize there's someone out there saying I said that wrong I'm sure I I Um, don't know excuse me it's Urukai okay then the demon from Kiss so so he looked more like something from Lord of the Rings than the demon from Kiss. 
but that momentary tonal strangeness was quickly forgotten as the other band members returned to center stage for a few more classics. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but when Gene is doing God of Thunder, you see different, like there's a pre-recorded version of him Mm -hmm. performing God of Thunder, and there's different takes, so he'll like look at himself a la like the Brady Bunch. Remember the opening of Brady Bunch? Yeah, yeah, Look at one another. That's awesome. And sometimes he's sticking his bloody tongue out. Other times he's looking at himself, and it's it's a very cool look, you know. I've seen. I've only very seen interesting like the, way to see it. I've seen the photographs of that, but I haven't. I've I've purposely avoided watching too much, you know. And it's in high def. It's one of the best YouTube bootlegs I've ever seen. Uh, I encourage everyone to check that out. Look for it. Nice. We'll, we'll post it on the Facebook page. It's already been up there, but we'll post it in this thread as well so back to the uh thing now again this is i'm assuming this is a non-geek kiss army member right and this is for another reason she writes the wide-ranging set list which featured works from every era of kiss was well reflected by the multi-generational audience many in the audience had seen kiss perform several times some only once and many were seeing them live for the first time we've been coming here for 40 years stanley says it's an honor to be on stage tonight but i want to come down there and be with you i've been here before though I know you have manners. I would never come out if you didn't invite me. The crowd yelled his name as loudly as they could three times. It sounds like it's she's describing something that happens in a horror movie or like uh, Wizard of Oz. Like, you, you must say it three times uh-huh. and Paul will appear, you know. Beetle Paul, Beetle Paul, Beetle Paul. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, he moved to join them. Stanley stepped onto a hanging metal ring and flew over the audience before landing on a second stage suspended at the east end of the arena to sing Love Gun. Thayer shot fireworks out of his guitar at key moments during an extended solo. Next, they performed I Was Made for Loving You, ever an audience favorite, and once Stanley was safely flown back to the stage, they closed out the set with Black Diamond. Any thoughts on that? Uh... I like this review because it sounds like, you know, like it, it reminds me of older, like 70s and yeah, 80s it, Kiss it reviews. Yeah, it does. It does. Where, where like, uh, th- there's a novelty to it. Like, like, oh, and then the band did this, and then the band did that. Like, we all hear this, and we're kind of, like, immune to it or uh, numb to it. Right. We are numb to it. As a matter of fact, we're sick of it, right? Because as weird as this sounds, like, one way to know you've been to too many Kiss concerts is A, when you start complaining about them a lot, and B, when you start complaining about the set list a lot. And and I'm not saying there shouldn't be variety. I'm not saying that people don't have a point. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like the old line, the play's the thing, right? And right. And l- this person is excited about every bit of the play. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Or seeing a movie that you love. Yeah, I've actually seen Kiss fans roll their eyes when Gene does the the God of Thunder thing. Like, the, oh, this shit again. You know what I mean? But to the people that have not yet seen it, this is something new to them.
Remember all the cool movies, TV shows, comic books, games, and toys from the 70s and 80s? How about classic science fiction and fantasy novels? Then buckle up for Starpod Log. All the cool stuff from yesteryear in one fantastic podcast. Join our Starpod Log group page on Facebook and check us out on iTunes. Starpod Log, the science fiction and fantasy magazine for your ears. Gene, how was that burger? Pretty good. Well, it's a family show, but it's so good I swallowed. <laughs> Excellent. And I should stop talking because my mouth is full. So I'm going to send it back to you guys in the studio, but get the good stuff while you can. We want to rock guys, and roll and yeah. party every day. <laughs> Why is it a bad thing people talk about the casual fans? Well, I think it's because it's we want ownership of something, right? Like we, the casual people didn't put the years I have in. You know. Right. And I kind of get like in, in 1996, I, I look, I kind of get it, I guess, like when the reunion happened, for example, and people were coming out of the woodwork and you, you go to a kiss concert and there's like oh celebrities God. there. Yeah. You know, having that feeling of like, um, you know, I was I've been here all like I was here during the, the leaner years. So screw well, you straight up. I remember seeing uh, kiss in Cleveland on the reunion tour. And there were guys that I remember making fun of me for liking Kiss that were there. Mm -hmm. And I was almost like, what the fuck are you doing at this holy place? You know what I mean? This this does not belong to you. But anybody that can buy a ticket or a CD or whatever. Right. And and, and at that time, I feel like I get get that feeling. I got that feeling. This now, though, like it's so many years in and at the last tour – to me, feels like, yeah, everyone is going to come out and see this band one one time, you know, or one last time. That makes sense. And everybody's going to leave their seats. Yeah, there we go. Get in late. Anyway, I'm sorry. So back to the article. They bowed as a group and left the stage, but the audience wasn't done with them yet. The arena filled with cheers and stomping feet in the stands as a thousand little cell phone flames overcame the darkness beautiful lights up on the stage revealed singer seated at a star-studded piano rising from beneath in a magenta haze not purple haze but magenta mm-hmm. playing the intro of beth then as he finished the ballad the others returned to perform do you love me and finally the rightful kiss closer rock and roll all night confetti cannons fired streamers fell from the ceiling and smoke rolled off the stage into the crowd. The final fireworks blazed. The band took their bows. The crowd shouted out their love, and Kiss said goodnight to Spokane for the last time. Kind of chokes you up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because the way she writes it is how I want it to feel and how what it's going to be like for me to say goodbye. Right. Yeah. That's a great review. Yeah. I agree. I it's also it. a great review because uh, it's she. What what she's doing is reporting. Mm-hmm. She's not actually saying too much about whether it was good or bad or anything like that. Yeah, but she's actually just saying what happened. Do that right? You know, there are there certainly are to do that. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, especially back in the seventies and eighties, there was always this thing that, like, you would get the idea that rock reporters would want you to know that they didn't think it was cool. They might have even said, "Despite it all, I had a great time." But they'd say the often 
you know, this this sounded off key and the screaming, squelching vocals and the buffalo fart bass sounds and things mm-hmm. like that. They would they would go out of their way to like let you know that they didn't have a good time. Right. So that was right. a really good article. I enjoyed it. And it's not just because it said things I like, because I enjoyed another article that is completely a different take. And I'm going to read it. And before I say this, all opinions are valid, whether I like them or not, whether I agree with them or not, they're all valid, right? Mm, yeah, well, 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 I, I, I have some things to say about that, but I want to hear it first. Okay, this is from the Phoenix New Times. February 6, 2019. This is written by Tom Reardon. And I don't want any podcast listeners giving this guy any crap because uh, it just just looks bad on us. You know what I mean? Let this guy say what he wants to say. We're going to talk about it anyway. And this is his social security number. (laughs) No, 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 no. All right. Here is the title of Tom Reardon's article, as written in the Phoenix New Times. Gene Simmons and Kiss are finally retiring. Good riddance. You ready for? He more? sounds really excited. Look, he's <laughs> yeah. using words like he's using word. He didn't say bad riddance. No, he said good riddance, right? Yeah. Anyway, you're just being positive today. So he starts off here. Tom Reardon writes, "It would be easy to say Kiss sucks." and then go off on a diatribe about how terrible the band is. Hell, it would be enjoyable to do so. So I'm going to do it. A lot of you would send us emails telling us that we should die or be raped or get punched in the throat. Some would get creative and attempt to argue the merits of the band and engage in a conversation so they could eventually email us back and tell us to fuck off or shut the fuck up or even better, learn to write. The truth, and everyone knows it, is this. If not for the makeup and the pyrotechnics and the tongue, Kiss would have never made it out of New York City. Let that soak in. Right. They wouldn't actually um, allow them through the Holland Tunnel (laughs) or across the George Washington Bridge without the makeup and pyrotechnics and tongue. Did you know that? Uh, Well, I've heard rumors. I've Mm -hmm. heard rumors. I've heard things. Mm -hmm. I've heard things. Going back to the article. Kiss Army member, is it really the music you love? Would you have fallen in love with the band without all of the comic book imagery? Or the blood? Or the fire? Or the Third Reich light double S in their logo? Spelled light like Pepsi light or something. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure Kiss would have made it. This is stepping out of the article for a second. I'm not sure Kiss would have made it to be honest with you. No matter how much I love the music, it definitely worked, right? That's right. So it's it's part of the story. I don't deny it, you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Kiss fans say, man, it's all about the music. And I, I understand that. But it's also because Kiss looked pretty fucking cool. I'd like to think so. Yeah. You know, there's no, but I feel the same way about the Beatles. I thought they looked fucking cool. At some point, though, isn't this a bit like saying, would you have loved Star Wars if it was called Ground Wars and it was set in, you know, rural Wisconsin? And it was about a family trying to struggle in 1872. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Kiss is what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Going back to the article, Kiss as a band, in parenthesis, 
is a marketing scheme, really, and in some ways, maybe the most brilliant one in rock history. That's positive. Well, that didn't last long. Simmons, who is most certainly a grade-A, premium-quality douchebag, has a mouth that never stops jabbering about how amazing he is. He regularly throws current and former bandmates under speeding buses, such as when he recently chided singer-guitar player Paul Stanley about his weak vocal cords. Simmons' truly awful views on women and minorities prove that he's essentially Donald Trump in spandex and clown makeup. In his 2017 advice book on power, My Journey Through the Quarters of Power and How You Can Get More Power, okay, so maybe he's less subtle than Trump, he advised that women should use sex to get what they want in life. As soon as they pretty themselves up, this is a quote from Gene's book, as soon as they pretty themselves up with lipstick, they're going to get a response. Look, again, um, you can report about what is in a dumpster, but if people like what's in that dumpster, that too, I suppose, is valid. Yeah. Going back to the article, he also had a vendetta against rap music for years. In a 2014 Radio.com interview, he displayed just how stuck he is in 1982 by complaining about Run DMC's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He quotes Gene, You're killing me. That doesn't mean those aren't good artists, but they don't play guitar. They sample and they talk, not even sing. This is from the guy whose most famous song is the one that goes... I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Nobody show this guy a young thug song or his head might explode. Okay. And uh, let me be clear. I, I agree with this writer about his complaints about those things that Gene has said and done. Mm -hmm. Right? So uh, we're not single-mindedly bashing this reviewer here, just to no. be clear. I'm not bashing it at all. No. I, I, I like a free press, so anyway, back to the article. Mm -hmm. Then again, if we're wrong, and it really is about just the music for you, that might even be worse. In the 80s and the 90s alone, there were more interesting rock and roll bands playing at the Mason Jar on a Tuesday night, and even that's probably selling the longtime Phoenix Dive Bar slash venue, where just about everyone has played a little short. It says something about the man, or woman, we're equally opportunity offenders here, who is still into KISS, namely that they never moved past a fifth grader's level of taste. When you're eight years old and looking for a band to like, KISS is a perfect choice. They wear silly makeup and shoot fire at their concerts, and their songs are as simple as can be. When you're 18, though, or 28, or 38, being a KISS fan just says loudly and clearly, I'm emotionally stunted. Please never take me seriously. I hate that he wrote that, and now I want my bottle. Your bottle? Yes, and a nap. Oh, oh okay. Because <laughs> I'm emotionally stunted. Right? Oh, I get it now. Okay. Finishing up the article here, one should always question any band or artist whose look is more memorable than all of their songs combined. Kiss may be as visually stunning an example of cock rock as there ever has been, 
but its painfully average music won't survive the test of time. It doesn't deserve to. Okay. So there you go. Right. Some good reviews, some bad reviews. I don't know what to call this. I know that Gene said at one point, uh, say what you want, just print a picture, right? Right, right, which is kind of uh, validating this guy's point that it's a visual thing. Right. And it kind of is in a lot of ways. By the way, Douglas Markowitz contributed to this article. I guess he might have added a little bit more sarcasm. You know, he mm-hmm. he might have given him the actual. Maybe he's like a Kiss fan, and he like told him, "Hey, you got this wrong." Maybe I don't know what he did, but he must have brought something to the table. Mm-hmm. So then, the it says here that Kiss end of the world tour Wednesday, February thirteenth at the Gila River Arena in Glendale and tickets on sale at 10 a.m. on Friday, November 2nd at Kiss Online. I wonder if this guy's getting like comp ticks for the press. Like, wouldn't that be like ironic? Yeah, I want his seat. Now, just a little bit about Tom, and this is not an attack on him at all, but it says Tom has written for Phoenix News Time since 2013. He's been in several notable bands over the last 25 years, including Hillbilly, Devil Speak, Northside Kings and the Father Figures, and I'd still probably rather see a guy paint than <laughs> check out any of those three bands. They may be the best bands in the world, but they didn't market themselves properly or wear cool costumes. So I should I should very much like to respond. Yes, sir. Have the okay. floor. I vacuumed. Right, so it, you know. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I just one one thing that occurs to me when we're talking about all of this uh, about Kiss being you know, more a visual gimmick than, than uh, a rock band or a viable musical entities. Um, I, one of the coolest things I get to do as part of my job is that I get to supervise um, people who are studying psychology uh, as a career, right, and, um, and are just starting to see patients. So I get to um, listen to tapes of them doing treatment, and I get to supervise them and meet them and talk to them weekly about um, how it's going and different things they should try and do. Um, and I've been doing that for about 15 years and it's, it's a blast. It's really an honor. And one of the coolest things, uh, of the past few years is, um, having supervised somebody who cannot see, Mm. um, and is without a doubt, one of the most talented, smartest therapists that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. It really made me check myself in a lot of ways about, uh, ableism and, and a lot of my assumptions as a person. Uh, and as a as a psychologist, because it's easy for me to assume that you know you gotta see your patient, make eye contact, all those things um, in order to be effective. And yes, I certainly do those things, and yes, they're really important. Um, but here's this incredible uh, expert level clinician who cannot see the people she's treating, and they got better. Mm. Uh, and so when I read about uh, or hear about someone. Um, criticizing kiss on that level or anything on that level where you have to, where it's just about seeing it. I know there must be people who attend kiss concerts, who love their music, who buy their records, who also cannot see kiss. And I don't want to begrudge them their appreciation of this band. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a valid, it's a valid criticism in the sense that like you and I agree, uh, Kiss may not have made it out of New York City 
without all the uh, visual trappings, it's certainly an important part of the of their legacy. Well, wouldn't that also be as valid as saying that the Beatles might not have made it out of you know Liverpool had they not worn tight trousers and had matching haircuts? Absolutely, and you have to create a whole thing when you're when you're putting together a a, a, a performance, right? Mm-hmm. And it's fair to say that without the visual thing, Kiss may never have reached you know the height of popularity that they did. And indeed, we may never have reached the ears of fans who could not see them, right? Not just mm-hmm. not just could not see them because they didn't get a chance to, but could not see them because they're blind. And uh, and so yes, it being being visually stunning and interesting uh, is a huge part of what made Kiss popular. But I don't think that it that we should invalidate the experience of someone who can't see Kiss and loves their music. There's a lot to love in their music. It's really You know, I think it's really catchy music. Well, yeah, but that just shows that you're emotionally Emotionally stunted stunted. and should not be taken seriously. This is the uh, my other point, okay? Which is the difference between you know liking something and judging something. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, I hate mayonnaise. I hate it. It's vile. It's disgusting. Well, this is the part that uh, you know that that's tricky. Is that it's actually not disgusting. I am oh, disgusted is. by it. You're disgusted by it. I agree with you 100%. But it's actually not – I can't actually say that it's disgusting without invalidating the experience of everybody who eats mayonnaise and enjoys it. Uh, I'm not among them and neither are you. But I also didn't uh, – like, and, and it doesn't matter how fancy it is, right? So this guy makes the argument that there's so many better bands out there. If I go to a, a, a fancy restaurant and they want to serve me aioli, I know what the fuck aioli is. You could call it whatever the hell you want. It's mayonnaise, isn't it? Right? And so I don't want to eat mayonnaise regardless of how many you know uh, uh, stars you have or what kind of rating your restaurant got. It's mayonnaise and I'm not going to eat it. Right? So – but that's my tastes. Other people may like mayonnaise and mayonnaise is not bad or good. I just don't like it. And, and I think that that's true about art and music. You know, This guy may hate Kiss, but Kiss are not bad or good. You just like them or not. Does that make sense? Right. And, you know, going off by what he said that there's a lot of stuff that Gene has done and so on and so forth. And we're going to get into this when we do our two-minute timer thing. But uh, uh, bottom line is uh, you either are able to separate the art from the artist or not. And if you can't, then that's one thing. And I totally understand that. Like, for example, good friend, friends, uh, Craig Smith of Pods and Sods is now off Kiss. He's sold his stuff. He just couldn't take it anymore. And I think that's kind of a nice way to end it all, right? Yeah. For him, because he's done everything he wants to do with it, and he's enjoyed it for as long as he wants, and or as long as he can, maybe. Yeah, that's that's it. Because we don't... We don't pick our limits. Our limits are just there. Right, right. You don't right? Like you didn't, know your limits, right? Exa- exactly. You didn't know about hating mayonnaise until you you tried it, right? Until it crossed your limits. Or like relationships. You didn't meet someone and say, hey, we're going to break up in a year, right? 
Oh no, that's just my personality, man. Oh, maybe, but, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. you do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and 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 Craig, I don't think Craig or anyone else uh, got into Kiss and said, "Yeah, this this is the expiration date for me." Right? It's just that they crossed his limits, and he he had enough. Right. He had enough. He's had enough into the sale. He sold his stuff. So, I think good, the difference though him. is that Craig Craig also has he's not emotionally stunted like we are. Because we're Kiss fans, so that's it. Yeah, we're emotionally stunted. No, he's a fan. He's just not a fan of. He wasn't able to separate the artist from the art at some point. Mm-hmm. By the way, that guy that was angry earlier that that wrote the uh, mm-hmm. good good riddance to Kiss. I mean, he would invalidate a lot of music, TV shows, and things that I like because they've been deemed as not cool or not good, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be the monkeys, I mean, if listen, if you don't like Daydream Believer or Pleasant Valley Sunday at some point, I I can't help you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help you. You know, mm-hmm. thing. But you like what you like, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's play a live song from Kiss. What, what do you want to hear off the new tour? Man, I want to hear War Machine. All right, War Machine. Here we go.
Gene Simmons, and you're not. This has been a public service announcement. So I did not want to podcast about the next three things that we're going to talk about, but we have to do it because I'm not going to run. I'm not a chump. I'm not no punk ass bitch. I'm not running away from this stuff. It's just that some things bring me down and I like to talk about things that make me happy, right? Like, Uh for example, last night I saw the brand new star trek discovery episode and it was so good i loved it i wanted to podcast about that but i don't have enough time in this world to start a star trek podcast right so right yeah i have heard things about that show though yeah there's good and bad you know but uh last night they hit it they really hit it i've heard heard people love it i've heard a lot of people don't because it's it's well it's kind of like the whole kiss thing right I only like this part of Kiss. I like this bit right here. Anything else is bullshit. I only like this part, right? And that's that's valid for that person. That's their experience, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I've I've got a two minute timer here, and it's one of those ones that like uh, here on, you know, you can hear it, can't you? It's right in the back, and there there's the alarm. So, what we're going to do is set this for two minutes the mr speed exclusive kiss uh egg timer here and what's going to happen is we are going to talk about a subject for two minutes Uh so and if you don't have an opinion you can just go to the next thing and you know we can end it or i'll take over whatever our first topic is vinnie vincent ready ready yes okay the timer's on okay at the end of every podcast episode, we have a thing where we thank all 10 members of KISS, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I still would thank Vinnie Vincent for. But Vinnie Vincent has really hurt a lot of his fans. There's the box set thing that he's never come clean on, and he promised that all of those people who were would get two of them. But what about the people that have died or they've given up being a fan or... You know, there's there's something that you can't put a monetary value on, right? So he's kind of hurt a lot of people. And he recently did this thing where um, he canceled two different shows now. And it's just an embarrassment to us as fans, to be honest with you. Do you have any thoughts on this? Vinnie Vincent is pre-treatment. I hope he finds something that actually works so that he doesn't do these behaviors anymore. Okay. I try not to talk about Vinnie Vincent. I, I look at him as like Voldemort from Harry Potter, the one, you know, you can't mention his name, right? Mm-hmm. So I often refer to him as VV. And uh, I just don't want to <laughs> give him any more press. I just don't want to encourage people because there's a lot of heartache at the end of this, right? So Right. Uh, I wish, I wish Vinnie peace. I wish that he'd quit bringing people into his uh, blend of whatever his life is. And and let's be clear about something, just because people say a lot of mean sh- shit. This has nothing to do with uh, his gender identity or how he presents himself or what he wears or how he looks. 
This is all about his behavior toward fans and the fact that he's let people down over and over and over again. Right. So there we go. Nice. We're done. We're done talking. See, that works out good, doesn't it? I like that. That's really smart. That's pretty cool. Like I said, when uh, it all happened, when you know, like, like when he came back into the spotlight at the Atlanta Kiss Expo last year, I said, so he looks like uh, an older woman. He looks like Lynn from Accounting. Big deal. All rock stars look like older women because they looked like younger women back in the day, right? I mean, you take a, the guys in Poison or any band, everybody's wearing makeup and hairspray and now they're still doing that they just look older that's all right right anyway now vinnie vincent had the luckiest week in the world because during the last (laughs) debacle right everyone was sharpening their knives and forks and the tongues were sharp and they were f vinnie vincent and blah 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 this guy again and blah 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 and then Something happened on Ace Fraley's social media. Gene and Paul were interviewed by a magazine, and Gene said the typical thing. The ex-members of Kiz had their shot, basically, that they were fired three times or they quit three times, whatever it was that he said. And then Ace came back guns a-blazing. Maybe, right? We we don't know who wrote that. There's reason to think that it maybe wasn't Ace because it doesn't. The language doesn't necessarily sound like Ace. People are were very quick to, I think, blame his his partner uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, who then I think verified or validated what Ace what was written. But um, I don't know that she's confirmed having written it herself. There was some really yucky stuff about her that people were saying. I think. Well, we shouldn't do that, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. The gold digger uh, angle of all uh, that people take to me feels a bit um, misogynistic, but that's my my opinion. So we're going to read this, and then we're going to react to it with the, the uh, KISS two-minute egg timer. It's got the KISS logo on it. Nice. It's actually the KISS Mr. Speed egg timer. Cause is that it, what it is? It only lasts two minutes. It's the KISS. Right, no, no, no. That's great. Mr. Speed, yeah. That's why the lady... Hotter than shell? Hotter, Hotter than, than shell? shell? Hotter than shell, yeah. that could work. Okay. So, before we set the Mr. Speed exclusive kiss egg timer here, I'm, I'm going to read you what was posted on Ace Fraley's social media. My reaction to Gene's post today. Gene, your memory is really incorrect, explanation point. I was never fired from kiss, in all caps. I quit twice not three times of my own free will because you and paul are control freaks untrustworthy and were too difficult to work with your slanderous remarks about my bad habits over the years has cost me millions of dollars and now that i'm over 12 years sober you are still saying i can't be trusted to play a whole night show well that's exactly what i've been doing for the last 12 years with different configurations of the ace fraley band to you and Paul's dismay. I'm also the most successful solo artist to come out of the original KISS lineup, and proud of it. You and Paul have tried to derail my solo career multiple times over the years unsuccessfully. I've tried to be nice and friendly by inviting you and Paul to perform on my past albums for E1 Music. Give each one of you guys one of my prized Gibson Les Paul 59 models. 
but today's comments have made me realize you're just an asshole and a sex addict who's being sued by multiple women and you're just trying to sweep it all under the carpet explanation point the icing on the cake was when you groped my wife and propositioned her in los angeles at the capitol records building behind my back when i was trying to help you out at one of your vault experiences which i only found out about several weeks later she was planning on pursuing a suit against you but i told her to call it off well now the gloves are off after your terrible comments today and i'm thinking that this really may be the end of the road tour for you guys without a complete and heartfelt apologies without a complete and heartfelt apology and offer to give me my old job back and removing tommy from the throne that i created this is all in caps here the shit will hit the fan and there'll be no stopping it it's on it's accompanied by a photo of Ace pointing at the camera, and it says, The gloves are off. So, I'm going to give you two minutes, and then I'll do two minutes. Or Oh, dear God. Or should we just do two? Oh, no, 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 that's fine. Oof. All right. I don't know that I have two minutes of comfortable things to say. All right, well, if you, you I'll let you start, and then, ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I really like changing as a person, and um, I'm glad that some of Gene's behaviors that I thought were cool or funny, uh, I don't think are cool or funny anymore. Um, I'm not mad at myself for having thought that they were cool or funny years ago. Um, like I said, changing is important. Um, I don't think it's cool or funny when he grabs women, um, and I don't think it's cool or funny when he um, pro- propositions women uh, because that's never cool or funny. Uh, it's gross and it's harassment. Um, I think women need to be believed. Um, and I, I could see these things happening because we have videos of him doing these things to reporters and other celebrities and fans and whatnot. And, uh, Ace is, I don't think a, a, an altogether reliable reporter at the same time. And it bothers me to hear that he would discourage someone from uh, from seeking legal defense if they feel that they've been wronged. Um, all of it um, is scary and immature and angry and emotion-laden. Um, Gene, I really wish you would stop saying that uh, Ace was fired from KISS three times because he's only been in KISS twice, and I, my understanding is that he left uh, of his own volition both times. Uh, it's it's certainly a, a behavior that he does a lot. Gene is um, conflating facts, distorting them, lying, uh, exaggerating. Uh, we do love our demon. We love our space ace. Uh, sure, wish those fellows would get along. Is it 1992 all over again? It sure feels that way. This is like right out of the pages of Guitar World, 1992. These guys are fighting again. Uh, could they just knock it off? Stop harassing women, Gene. Stop lying. Ace, uh, you gotta, like Pete said, you gotta forgive to live, uh, and everybody needs to cool the fuck off. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. God, I, that, that boy, that was yucky. What do you think of this? Huh? What, what do, you, do you like this or not? It reminds me of uh, growing up in New York and listening to 1010 Winds. And if people mm. from the tri state area know that news station where it's like in the background, the news ticker. Yeah. 
It reminds me, yeah, it reminds me of the world's longest uh, 60 minutes opening. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. You know, where they go, I'm yeah. I'm Cliff Holbrook, and, you know, tonight on 60 minutes. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So here I go. You ready? All right. To me, it feels like 1987 again, because here we are. It's back and forth in the press and i wish that it would stop i think this is one of the things that drove craig craig smith off the edge right you know it gets tiring and there's a part of me that also wonders how much of this might even be a swerve as weird as that might sound whereas like this gets them both talked about by every radio disc jockey across the country and they both are trying to sell tickets right on the other hand there's a lot of things in history you can talk about. Does it have to be this all the time? And whatever happened to, well, you, you know, we love those guys, but, you know, this is Kiss today. Or just say we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about this tour now. Mm-hmm. I know that when I've done professional interviews for newspapers or radio stations and stuff like that, There were times that you'd get like a thing from an artist where they would say, we're not going to talk about this. And you just knew right off the bat that that was not on the table, right? Mm -hmm. I love Gene. I love Ace. And I hate it when mom and dad fight. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't care who the mom and dad is. Sometimes it's Peter versus Paul or Paul versus Gene or whatever. I just don't like it. Uh, But, you know, it's going back to what we said earlier about separating the artist from the art. Uh, I just know that whenever this shit gets too much, it's time for me to uh, go listen to anything else. You know, you have the freedom to listen to anything else you want. But, uh, gosh, it just really sucks that these guys don't have a piece about themselves, at least when it comes to the press. I wish them Uh the best. Nice. So there we go. Nice. This is cool. I like this. Yeah. The only thing is I don't want to, I don't want to get used to doing things for only two minutes. That's why the ladies call me Mr. Speed. Exactly. Mr. Speed. Do you ever read that as Mrs. Peed? (laughs) That's why the ladies call me Mrs. Mrs. Speed. Right. Yeah, over tea time. Spelled the same way. Yeah. So our our third topic on the two-minute Mr. Speed kiss timer here thing is lip syncing. There are now kiss fans who are taking videos. Now, I've seen one now of four different nights, and Paul's part of the track sounds exactly the same. While the guitar thing might be a slightly bit different, the drums might be just a skosh off beat, but it's that one thing is consistent. Now, I come not to bury Paul Stanley. As a matter of fact, I thank him for all the entertainment, and I'm going to be entertained by him and the band coming up. When I see the band in Memphis, it's going to be fantastic. So I'm patiently awaiting my shot at the Kiss concert. You're going soon. And mm-hmm. by the time that people have hear this, you'll have already been probably. But... So I'm going to, do you want two minutes and I'll take two minutes or? Sure, sure. Okay. So you're up first. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Gary Schaller, the topic, lip syncing. 
Well, it's a good thing that we didn't have YouTube and cell phones and all that stuff uh, back in 1977 because Kiss Alive uh, would have been uh, a bomb. Um, people would have very quickly identified the fact that Tomorrow and Tonight was not were not played on that tour. Hard Luck Woman was not played on that tour. And yes, I know it was played a handful of times in 1976 and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's it's pretty uh, obvious to the trained ear, or, you know, or the the, the um, diehard Kiss fan that Alive Two is a fabrication, uh, as are many things throughout history. They've been um, omitting the facts and or lying to us um, since Destroyer, um, and that hasn't changed. Uh, and there's lots of places where um, once these things are revealed or clear, um, a Kiss fan can and will. Um, say, well, that's it, I'm done, right? Uh, certainly people were upset when Psycho Circus came out and it was very clear uh, that uh, Ace and Peter weren't playing on it. Um, so, that, you know, this goes back to everyone has their limits, and for some people the limit will be that Paul uh, is using some pre-recorded vocals uh, on this tour, and I guess people are saying maybe some of the choruses of Gene's songs as well. I would talk to my kid about it recently uh, and said, hey, you know, just an FYI, when we see Kiss, um, some of the singing that you're going to be hearing uh, is going to be stuff that was recorded already um, because uh, in order for them to say goodbye, uh, they have to do this. Uh, one of the singer's voices is, is pretty rough and they can't do the whole tour uh, without having backup uh, recordings. And my kids said, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this gives them an opportunity to say goodbye to all the fans and the fans can say goodbye to them. And it was that clear. Uh, uh, I think any other tour, this would have bothered me a lot more. Um, and yes, they could have uh, released a statement, but in classic Kiss fashion, they sort of shot themselves in the foot by um, lambasting other people for doing the same thing. Well, that's Kiss. They, uh, they often say one thing and then do another. We like it when we like it. They said they weren't going to put the makeup back on, and then they did, and everyone was happy. So... Um, I'm going to go try to enjoy that show because uh, it's going to be a goodbye and uh, it's still kiss to me. Mm -hmm. All right. I know I went over, but you know, I forgive you. Thank you. I, I forgive you. So here we go. I've cranked the Mr. Speed official kiss egg timer. Mm -hmm. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Okay. Kiss really has kind of painted themselves into a corner, right? They've literally blood, sweat, and tears, not the band, but the actual things. They've, uh, they've done all these things with us. And uh, it would be so cool. Paul, if you're listening, and I'm not making fun of you, if you would simply say during an interview, look, I'm not what I was when I was 20, and we're using some stuff to to make it a great experience for everybody because nobody wants to see you know a, a sloppy fight you know what i'm saying nobody wants to see that fighter mm -hmm. who's punch drunk who shouldn't be in the ring and this is my last time to wear these boots and do this thing and if it's all right with the kiss army then let's do this i think just a little interview like that just a little blurb just admitting to it and saying look this is it. This is the peak behind the curtain. This is who we are. I am I am as old as I am. I'm not 21 anymore. And, uh, you know, he said something like that last year that, like, if you want to hear 20-year-old Paul, go back and listen to, you know, that time. You know, back when I was in my 20s, you still have Kiss Alive, right? 
but uh, it, that I, I really think that would go a long way with me. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. it also doesn't help that, uh, uh, you know, they've been so critical of other artists who do this thing. And listen, I'm just going to go right out there and say that I think Def Leppard does this as well. I think that there's a lot of bands that do it. And if it isn't necessarily the main vocals, it's the background vocals, right? And, like, you listen to Def Leppard, they're so on point with their background vocals, there's no way that that's them all the time. So, I wish they'd just make a statement and come clean, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, not what it isn't. That's, it's, it's not about being a positive Kiss fan, it's about enjoying this thing this one last time. And if I get a chance to see another show, like let's say somebody says, hey, I got an extra ticket, uh, you know, you want it for half price or whatever, come to the the Enormo Dome and I can see another show, then it'll be another time to say goodbye. But I'm, I almost look at this like uh, the same way that I did the farewell tour, you know. Right, right. They weren't really working good as a band anymore. Plus, you had to sit through Ted Nugent again, and ugh. So, anyway, I'd rather see a painter than Ted Nugent. You know, can I just uh, say another thing about what I know? Where the egg, the egg is off, but <clears throat> uh, cuckoo kajub. <laughs> nice. Uh, someone recently was saying uh, that um, children of refugees are really hard on themselves um, and don't like to fail. And, and kind of live like a really achievement oriented life where they just like they can't bear to um, to let uh, themselves or their families down because of what their family went through to get out of hell. Um, and, you know, Paul and Jean both talk a lot about um, being children of, of uh, immigrants, children of refugees um, who had to escape the, you know, World War Two, the Holocaust, et cetera. Right. Get out of Europe. Um, and I see that in a lot of their behavior. Like, they, they really can't fail. Like, and as a result of that, they're, they're, I think they're really brutal and humorless and unforgiving about what they see as mistakes, whether it's Phantom of the Park, The Elder, right? Um, and, 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 uh, and about, like, Ace and Peter, you know, like, so uh, unforgiving, so humorless um, and kind of uncompromising. Uh, and have to be perfect. If if they could have a little humility and and uh, and humor about it, uh, and say and say like you said, you know, look, uh, we're we're getting older. We have to do certain things that are industry norms. A lot of bands and artists do it. Um, then you're right. I think it would, like you said, it would solve a lot of problems. But this, again, they like uh, they can't admit their mistakes or something. I don't know. Does that make sense? First off, the, the thing I wanted to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, but the prophet Tom Petty said you don't have to live. Like, like a, refugee. a refugee. There you go. Very so, nice. <laughs> Got to give me props for holding that in, right? That was good. Good job. Thank you. I imagine that the waiting was the hardest part. It was the hardest part. But <laughs> the thing is, is that I think Kiss looks at failure as weakness. You kind of hit it, right? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is something we don't talk about. We're going to ignore this part of our history. And oddly enough, those are the thing that, like, I hate using this phrase, but the real fans love those things. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I mean, what a missed Whether opportunity. Whether it be the, the Elder or Kiss Meets the Phantom, we love those things. Could you imagine a, a, a Phantom of the Park uh, Blu-ray release with commentary from those four guys? Like, if they could stop bickering and being embarrassed about shit, and to have Ace and, and Gene and Paul and Peter, yeah, laughing about that stupid movie? How cool would that be? Dude, they're too close to it. As close as we are as KISS fans to it, they're too close to it. They lived it. They remember it basically ruining their career. So why would you want to talk about it? Especially when you're trying to promote something new, right? Like, let's say you got a brand new album out. You don't want to necessarily talk about KISS Meets the Phantom for the next 40 interviews. Why? People will... But see, that's the part I don't get. You want to endear yourself to the public, right? And, mm-hmm. and make, make you know, I, I don't think you need to, um, you know, shit your pants and say, aren't I funny? But uh, I think people like uh, a, an ounce of humility or the ability to kind of laugh at your own um, foibles, right? Kiss are mm-hmm. not a serious band, right? That's why The Elder failed is because they were trying to be a serious band. Paul, I think, um, d- trips over himself trying to be uh, taken seriously, Right. And that's I mean, uh, uh, I think their every misstep happens because they want to um, be taken seriously. They want to project a certain uh, facade of of uh, of integrity or something. If they could just I don't know there's um, you ever hear of the, the, the stage show called Mortified? No. Mortified is a thing where um, you, you audition for it. But the idea is like it's an ever changing thing. And, and the, the idea is you get up there. And you read embarrassing things from your own diary or you um, tell embarrassing stories from your own history. Uh, and it's really funny. I mean people, people share things that are like just crazy and embarrassing and super funny. But it's done with a lot of like love and support and it's, it's great. And I think Kiss need to get on – like the four of them need to get on stage and do like mortified. Like here's how we all fucked up. And get over it already. Well, I'm just going to set this for a few seconds. uh, That's enough of us yakking today. We want to thank you for listening to Podkiss, right? Oh, man. (laughs) That's, That's a way to wrap it up. We really hope that whether you choose to see Kiss on the End of the Road tour, that you have a good time if you choose to go. If you don't, have a good time doing whatever you do, right? Right. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this, too, for, you know, the fans don't support what they're doing now because of lip syncing, because of Gene's stupid mouth, because of Ace's comments, whatever, because of Vinny. You will always have a home at podcast because podcast is for anyone who is a Kiss fan. That's right. Agreed. Right on. We want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be back. We have something very special that we're going to be working on. We're not talking about it yet, but it's going to be very cool. Hell yeah. We'll see you on a future episode of the podcast. We will be timing ourselves with every word. That's right. And don't forget to listen to the Kiss Room, because we love Matt Porter. And they are the live version of us. So, All right, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkist.com 
You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, Thank you for listening to Podkist, the Kiss fanzine for your ears. <laughs>